0: Hi there and welcome to episode 9 of the Quasi Science Report. This week I'm looking at COVID and future disaster events that could arise from the climate crisis. I think what triggered my interest in this topic was the recent fires that ravaged part of Cape Town and it got me thinking, just because there is one disaster unfolding, it doesn't mean we're immune to others. So how do we handle this? I knew immediately that the expert I should be speaking to is the brilliant Gina Zia Vogel. She's an Associate Professor of Environmental and Geographical Science at the University of Cape Town and her work focuses on climate change adaptation and resilience. And she always asks the question, how do we act in a sustainable way environmentally and make society more equal while also keeping climate change in check? Water's has always been her focus and the drought in Cape Town raised a 100 questions and answers for her. But when COVID-19 reared its ugly head last year, many of those questions popped up again. We have a highly unequal society, our cities are already under major stress, and the climate crisis has intensified. Now throw a highly transmissible virus in the mix, and how do we move forward? She kindly gave up some of her time to speak to me for the quasi-science report, and I've tried to distill her brilliant insights into five key points that every single one of us, from citizens to policymakers and everything in between, should carry with us. COVID is not going away anytime soon, and it also doesn't give us a get-out-of-jail-free card in terms of other crises, climate or otherwise, that could be looming. If we know disasters are coming, why don't we prepare for them? As it turns out, it's not that simple. It's a big balancing act and Zia Vogel explains why.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good question and I mean, it reminds me of the Cape Town drought where everyone said, oh, we knew a drought was coming. So yes, absolutely, people have been saying a pandemic's on its way. Are we prepared enough for it? But the reality is that humans are not very good at anticipating the future and planning and preparing for the future. We're much better at saying, this is what's happened. Let's put in place measures to better deal with that next time. Yet we know that all these various challenges might arise. And the reality is that they're trade-offs. And we can't put all our resources um, into future-related things when there's so many urgent challenges to deal with now. So, yes, we could have been more prepared. But equally, I think it's what might have been expected.
0: I recently heard someone saying that apart from all its other evils, COVID has shifted the gaze of the world away from the climate crisis to deal with the more immediate threat of the pandemic. But how related are these two disasters? And should we be focusing on one at the expense of the other?
1: I think that what is interesting is climate change and health have a lot of links. And there actually, unfortunately, has been. Not a lot of emphasis put on the links between climate change, human health and cities. And so I think COVID has really shown us what um we have not paid sufficient attention to. But absolutely, the environment in which we live is central to our well-being and yet so often we forget about resources around well looked after and if we don't do that then we land up paying the price and that's what we've seen with covid where animals have you know become part of our food system in a way that hasn't been carefully thought through. So I think people have started to think more about what that means and what it might mean going forward and the risks that it poses, but hopefully also how we can be custodians of our environment more, which is what's really needed at the moment.
0: Zia Vogel once told me in a casual conversation that extreme events and other stresses are all connected. That stayed with me. And so I asked her to speak about it again in our recent interview. This is an absolutely crucial point that she makes.
1: So I think in some ways, COVID has taken the focus away from climate change. And in other ways, it's helped us to understand some aspects of climate change better. So unfortunately for me, the big thing I've seen is governments are in crisis responding to COVID and they have to put all their resources there. And so the resources that were being put towards climate, whether it was understanding the problem, whether it was thinking about sustainable solutions, A lot of those have been put on hold. And that is really a shame because the climate crisis is an urgent one that can't really be put on hold. But what we have seen is how interconnected everything is. And people have started to realize that it doesn't matter whether it's a pandemic or extreme climate events. If you think of your system holistically, you understand the different players, how everything's connected, you are more likely to be resilient to extreme events. And we've seen that we haven't. Um, sufficiently taken a systemic perspective that understands how all the paths are connected and so we've been caught short with COVID as we have been with climate change.
0: Let's take a short break now. You're listening to episode 9 of the quasi Science Report and we're talking about the confluence of the COVID and climate crises. When I come back, Zia Vogel will give us two extra crucial points on this topic. <laughs> This umzanzisala is filled with flavor. But you know that, or who
1: secured the latest bag, or just who's dripping with sauce, and who's adding the spice. Because if it's hot, then it's definitely in the pot. Welcome back to episode 9 of the
0: Crazy Science Report. Zia Vogel and I got to the part where we spoke about South Africa, and in fact the world, and the fact that we simply cannot ignore inequality. It's a huge topic, and I asked her to explain more about this in the context of COVID and climate. And what she really does is sound a warning bell.
1: I think it's pretty clear that COVID has substantially impacted on the poorer people in our community, more extremely. So I think crises like this often show the fault lines, show the fact that people have been struggling. And when you you get a crisis like this, it just becomes even more apparent. And so I just think of Cape Town um, and I think of the drought. And yes, there were challenges where small businesses weren't able to operate and um, big businesses weren't able to operate the way they had. And so people lost jobs. But when you think of COVID and you see how many industries, jobs, et cetera, have collapsed, how people who had a small um, income have lost that and that their day-to-day living has become precarious, Um, it is just very concerning. And that's what's going to happen with the climate crisis as well. The more the climate crisis grows, the more it's the poor who are going to bear the brunt. Um, and it's concerning because it. First of all, is unfair because they contributed least to the problem often. So it really needs to be understood. And then um, it, it's a problem for all of us. And I think those people who think, oh, I'm safe, um, are misled because really we are all connected. And if we don't understand that, we're going to um, see ourselves in trouble quite soon.
0: Lastly, Zia Vogel makes the point that there could be multiple extreme events. And that is a terrifying thought. Here she speaks about building capacity to deal with whatever comes along. So in other words, what systems can we build and then rely on with whatever extreme event comes our way?
1: So I think what's very important is that we need to focus on building skills and capacity to manage events and extreme events. And then if there are multiple events, we have the capacities to be flexible, be collaborative. Um, and so, yes, we need some of the specific skills. So to manage a drought, we need some of the water uh, technical knowledge. We need to understand pressure management systems, water transfer. But if we have built project management capacity, we can use that for a drought or for COVID, which is what I saw happen in the city of Cape Town, where they really were able to draw on some of their skills that they've developed over time. So they've developed project management skills. They've developed data capacity skills and are really trying to improve Um, how they use data in decision-making, how they collect data. And so whatever crisis arises, they have built that capacity and can use it. So I think that's an important um, priority.
0: I think the most important thing to realize is that COVID isn't a curveball. It comes from a zoonotic disease, and that results from our relationship with our environment. Zia Vogel is a brilliant mind, and I do not wish to simplify her points, but I'd like for this talk to be a little toolkit of five points that we can take away with us. So, in my mind, these are the five most important points that she makes. Number one, managing crises and preparing for future ones are both crucial. Yes, it's a balancing act, but it's non-negotiable. The second point, we shouldn't think of COVID as a more urgent issue than the climate crisis. They are inextricably linked, and we ignore that fact at our peril. Third point, all systems are connected. The link between our health and our built environment is obvious, so let's stop thinking of them as separate topics. Fourthly, inequality has to be central to any conversation about climate, COVID, cities, you name it. It's not only deeply unethical to ignore inequality, but it's also deeply dangerous to view it as a separate issue. And lastly, the fifth point. A sound management system should be set up to handle any extreme event. It shouldn't simply be tailored to a drought or a pandemic or a fire or whatever else the future brings. Thank you so much for listening to Episode 9 of the Crazy Science Report. I'm Tanya Farber from the Sunday Times and Times Live. I have absolutely loved delving into this topic, not only because it's so interesting, but it's something over which all of us have some agency. And I hope that the insights from the brilliant Gina Zia Vogel have given us all food for thought.